the governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a Hawkeye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pot of Roseale, bronze pig full of hot takes. I'm Ben the Hawkeye fan here with Eric the Gopher fan. Eric, congratulations on the uh, gopher victory over the Michigan State Spartans this past Saturday. Just Probably keep steamrolling. Probably the biggest piece of news we've got to talk about, you know. Yeah, nothing else happened. That's very exciting. It would, you know, Gophers were it was a tight one. It looks like the Gophers' offense was struggling for a half against Michigan State. And well, then they what's figured funny? It out. Ab- what's funny about it is uh, the Gophers' quarterback, Ethan Kaliak Manis, threw for exactly 200 yards. So he still hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards in his career, but it's his. Be- it was his most yardage in a single game. Uh, I think he threw for that in like the third quarter because I don't think they threw the ball in the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly, or they didn't complete a pass because they just the guy had like 45 carries and ran for like 200 yards. All they did was run. Yeah, but, it's but like every pass that they completed was like 30, 40 yards downfield. Right. Yeah, but defense held up. Uh, quite a good showing. 12 points. I think it was just four field goals. I thought Michigan or, State scored a touchdown, but I, oh. you know, I, I well, they really, had 12 points. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they, they went missed. for two and failed is what happened, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It was, sure. it was too little too late. Gophers dominated as they go on their path to win uh, the Big Ten West title. Well, it's getting tight. I don't Do you want to talk about that? The standings are, we, we'll have, talk. We'll get there. I, I want to try to sort out the Big Ten West. I have no idea. Four teams it, with a three and two record. It's yeah. it's a big mess. I honestly don't know how to rank the teams. I have no idea. Like they seem almost indistinguishable from each other. They're just this big clump of awful. It just seems like te- seven just really bad teams just just mushed together. And I have no idea how I'd rank them. Um, you know, Northwestern. Congratulations, Northwestern overplays. Maryland continues their like descent. Five and zero. Oh, then they're doing their midseason yeah. swoon. You, now you called it. I guess maybe I didn't realize that that was such a consistent drop for uh, them. It is. Yeah, uh, they got to play Penn State, <clears throat> and we'll get there. Now we we got a lot of like very tight games to talk about Saturday, but I do think I do want to yeah. say let's talk the, about the biggest news. It, of the week. Well, if the cost, I want to say if the cost uh, of getting rid of Brian Ferentz was losing Floyd. I want to say it's it, worth it. It worth was. It, it was the if straw that, that broke the camel's back. Why is the straw break a camel's back, by the way? I don't understand. Well, you're putting a lot of straw on oh, a camel's one back. one more straw? And eventually gets too much, and then the camel's back breaks, right? So that's you're trying the, to go across the, de- the that's desert. That's what Floyd was? Floyd was that last straw? Well, it was it, the ability to, to put, like, Iowa's offense is just this open wound. Like, there's just blood gushing out. But if... Cooper DeGene's punt return is not called back. I would be able to slap like this pathetic little bandaid over it and say everything's fine. Like the the Black Knight in Monty Python or something. This is only a flesh wound. Get to just completely ignore it. None of this would have happened if that punt return is not called back. If Iowa is 7-1, and one, Iowa's going to... Beth Getz wouldn't have fired him during this. It just wouldn't have worked. The optics would have been too bad. You're 7-1. and one, and having just a hammer walk in the Big Ten West. He would have had nothing to do with that victory. Correct. Correct. But it wouldn't have mattered. He said, well, what are you going to fire him when he's 7-1? and one? Um, But, yes. Well, hold on, hold, hold on a second, though. 
Because I, I have questions. So sorry, we haven't actually said what's happening. So. Oh, that's fine. I was about to segue into that, but yeah. Brian Ferentz is out after the bowl game, which has been predicted by me, been predicted by others. Well, it's officially true. He's done. Let's be more clear. So, the, Beth Getz, the interim athletic director, made a statement on Monday. And can I just say, former University of Minnesota employee? I mean, I, we've not really talked about that. Yeesh. Is that? No, no. It's, it's the the. The hits keep coming from you guys. The Gophers keep on twisting the knife, I guess. Oh, that's I not know. knife twisting. I'm glad she's here. Thank you, okay, University okay. of Minnesota. Oh, all right. You're happy about it. I, um, oh, I, I'm, I'm very happy about what she did. But we'll get into it. No, but, no. But, but so so the what happened is Monday they uh, she announces in just a statement, right? It was a written statement that mm-hmm. he will not be returning for the 2024 season, but will well, – Finish a, coaching the remainder of this season, right? One step that before a, that. One step before that. If we're being as clear as honest about the timeline. Yeah, let's get through it all. Yeah, because I have the questions. Twitter, Hawkeye beat, you know, beat reporters were texting. Sources say Brian Ferentz done at the end of the year. This was so Monday. Th- this came before the statement. I just oh, want to make okay. clear. So we didn't get that until after those statements. So it's unclear. Well, the reason why I ask is is this they're on a bye. They've had a bye since Floyd. And Brian doesn't Floyd. go out and talk to the reporters because So it's it's been a week, second. more than a week since they've played a game. They lost. Sure. And it's it's after the bye week that they make this or that the news starts coming out. Or is it during the bye week? I guess I I don't know that. No, it's right before. They all happen very quickly, but it's just tough to know if Somebody got the if there was a leak and then Beth Getz felt the need to clarify because of the leak, or if she caused the leak, or if people just got an advance notice of the press release. So do you not think? I guess my, this is my question: Did she in fact inform him this week that he will not be back next year, or has this already been known and it was just finally leaked out? Oh, I, I think. I think it happened during the bye week for sure. So there was uh, an official like meeting where she calls. She the... hasn't said that. She's refused to comment. Kirk Ferentz had his press conference today. They both said we're not going to talk about any private conversations that were had. So nobody would say what the timeline, what was said when. We we just so don't we have don't that. We don't know. Anymore. We don't know. Okay. No, but I I would be willing to bet a good amount of money that it became clear in this past week, last few days, whatever it is, by the end of last week through the weekend that Beth said, hey, you're done. Brian, it's like you can coach the rest of the year. We're not going to do the change mid-season, but you're out. And I don't know if she intended to do the press release or if that was a response to leaks or if they work in conjunction. I think she – well, I think she meant to do the press release. And maybe well, she was responsible so, for the leaks. It's leak. so weird, right, to say he's not going to be back next year and not fire him mid-season – and do it, doing it now is also super weird. The t- just the timing of it doesn't make really any sense. It like, if you're going to fire him, fire him. Like, what's he going to do all season? Why is he even going to try? It just It's such an odd thing to do. I can't remember ever this happening in an organization. Well, what's the difference between him trying and not? I mean, I think he'll try. I'm not worried about him tanking, and if he does, then he – if he's like, I'm going to call no, a bunch of like, quarterback Neil. It's like, hey, hey you're fired. But you can work here for six more months. Like, what? Why would I? No, I'm going to go find another job. I'm going to go do something. Like, it's just. Well, so it's I, I know what so you want to do. Maybe it's not good for Brian. I don't care. It's irrelevant. It's not like you're going to. It's going to be somebody internally who's going to take on coordinator duties. Nothing's going to change with the offense in the next month. So I don't really care. 
Uh, it doesn't make it's not going to make any difference in terms of X's and O's in football for the rest of the year, whether he coached or not. I think she viewed it well, like okay, it's classy, going to let him play out the string. Uh, everybody else in the football world knows, hey, there's going to be an offensive coordinator positioning position opening up. But I think the broader message was to the fans and to Kirk himself. I mean, this was a Beth gets power move. I don't think there's any way to say it. I mean, Kirk was clearly pissed off about it at the conference. Right. He at, said, at, he said something like, this isn't how we do things or, you know. He does. I, we always we evaluate in the offseason. Yeah. And Kirk has never, quote unquote, fired anybody. Um, it is very important to him to not ever do that. Uh, and so maybe he would have had Brian step away at the end of the off. That's what I thought would happen is like Brian would take a new opportunity or whatever in the off season. But it sends a, a two messages. One, one is just t- to the fans writ large, like, uh, but also like needs to be said, this is his son, right? Like, of course. Not, you know, well, that's why she was able to little... do it. I know, I know. She but couldn't have, just, if he wasn't his son, I don't know that she could just go have the coordinator fired. But because Brian technically reports to her. Nep- nepotism stuff, right? Correct. So, he, so, so yeah. she's like, I'm in charge. I get to make the decision, which is why she gets to just say, Kirk, I'm doing it now. She probably talked to the president, um, Barbara Wilson. She probably talked to people that made sure, like, hey, I'm going to make this move. She probably was letting all the powers that be know. She wasn't well, just acting Well, do you think rough. maybe they, they pressured her to do it? Like, you had, like this is ridiculous. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Um, either way, though, she wanted to let fans know, hey, all right, we're done with this. You can stop the fire Brian chance because it's done. We're going to let him play at the string, which, again, I'm fine with. Whatever. Let him try to leave a good impression. Let him collect a paycheck and try to finish the job and win a Big Ten West championship. Well, he's getting still- paid no matter what. Well, Even if they said you're done now, he still gets paid, right? Oh, okay, fine. But then you you let him try to finish the season strong. You let him try to finish what they started. Whatever. I don't care. Again, it's not going to make a difference. Finish the season strong. Well, you mean like actually start the season in some way? No, I, I just mean it doesn't matter. There's no way to get anything other than awfulness out of this current Iowa. There's nobody that's going to come in and turn this Iowa team into an, a productive offense. It's too late for that. Really? That's gone. I, I I guess you I think just, a play caller could got, come in and do a better there, job. Yes, there has got to be somebody in that building that could call a better plays or get the get prepare the offense better than than this dumbass has done. I doubt it. I doubt there's anybody who's going to do anything other than what this Kirk g- wants. You're you're mean to tell me there's nobody in that locker room that's better at coaching football, at coaching an offense than Brian Ferentz? Not anybody who's actually going to be allowed to coach offense the way they want. No, that's the key difference. It doesn't matter. Like. John Budemeyer is like this quarterback consultant analyst. I don't remember what his title is. He could take on play calling. He's going to do what Kirk wants. He's not going to change anything. He's going to call the same sets of plays. Plus, they have a court. They don't have a real quarterback who's going to start. Deacon Hill is still going to be the starting quarterback. They, they are guys- last in last place nationally in yards per game. Yeah, it's awful. But they don't have a real quarterback. They're not going to get one. And if there's a better quarterback on the roster, Kirk's not going to let somebody other than Deacon Hill be the starter unless Deacon Hill gets hurt. Kirk said repeatedly he believes Deacon is the best, and there's it's a very clear number one, clear number two, clear like they're gonna have not a real quarterback. They don't have any viable receiving options. No, they don't have good route trees. They can't teach new route trees. The offensive line isn't gonna be any better at blocking or new blocking schemes. I don't think it really matters. I think she viewed this as a classy move to let Brian play at the string. That this would bother the fans less. That it seemed too harsh to fire Brian midseason. Whatever. I don't care, but it sends a message to the fans. Stop the Brian fire Brian chance. It's going to be over soon. We're going to be done. 
but it sends a bigger message to Kurt. That's the that's the person who really is getting the message and why he's really mad. I think Kurt isn't going to be allowed to keep doing things the way he wants to do them. I think that's the message that it really sends. Does he retire that? I mean, I think this... so. I think this really? is it. And that's maybe part of also why you let Brian play out. Cause I think Kirk's probably not going to be able to just hire whoever he wants as an offensive coordinator. He's not going to be able to just hire some old guy to do whatever scheme he wants. I think there's a message that we have to think you don't get to just decide all this stuff. You don't get to just hire your son and keep him on. You are accountable. And I think he probably, yeah, Refuse to at any point say the offense isn't good enough. I bet she probably couldn't get that kind of verbal admission from Kirk. Like the offense like, isn't playing well. Who's enough. the I, tight end coach? Do you know? Or is, is there a tight end coach? Because um, whoever yeah. that is has done a hell of a fucking think, job preparing the tight ends. I think it's Abdul ends. Hodge. I think it's Abdul Hodge. I'm not sure. Someday Why I'm not, not make wrong. him immediately the offensive coordinator? Like he's done a great job. Obviously he's coached up tight ends. How many NFL tight ends are there? Like all the best tight ends in the NFL come from Iowa. Like, well, sure. make that guy call plays. Run the offense through the tight end. He obviously knows how to, you know, prepare those. I guys. don't care. You're really stuck on this. Somebody else should be hired. I don't really care. Well, you just put. Iowa has the open shot to win the Big Ten West. Like that's the other thing we're forgetting here is like if they win easy winnable games, they have Northwestern and trash Nebraska. Like. You win the Big Ten West, and you're the Big Ten Championship game. They have a very clear path to be, to be that. So why keep this guy who's not good at his job still on the staff when you have somebody who might be better? Well, you didn't like the answer not, that I gave you. When he's not going to be back. No, I, I just don't understand it. I don't think I, – I, I, I think it's like conceding the season almost. I, I disagree. I disagree because I don't think anybody's going to make any kind of difference. You think somebody would make a difference – Fine. I don't think so. I don't think there's anyone in the staff who, under Kirk Ferentz's thumb, is going to make a difference in the next month. You think maybe somebody would, or well, symbolically, it can't or whatever. Be worse. I guess it can't be that, worse. Well, that's is what true. I wouldn't be mad if that happened. I wouldn't be upset if they said, Brian, you're done, and, you know, Abdul Hodge, somebody else. I don't care. I mean, look, there's lots of people I'd rather be offensive coordinator in the staff than Brian Ferentz. But in this context, in this situation, no, none of them is going to make a meaningful difference, I don't think. But it doesn't matter. I don't care. I wouldn't be upset if that happened. I, I am relieved to know that it's for sure that Brian Ferentz's last season. The national nightmare will be over at the end and of the season. I think it's going to be Kirk's because I don't think he's going to be able to hire who he wants as offensive coordinator. I don't think he's going to just be able to get to do what he wants. I mean, he had Gary Barta for so long who just deferred to him. Gary Barta would just let Kirk do whatever he wanted, and Kirk had his little fiefdom. And now we're thinking about the future. And Kirk, if you're not willing to change, you're not willing to let somebody else have new ideas into the offense and change things that is clearly not working. Well, okay. Then you're, you're welcome to not stick around, but like that's now on the table. I will be surprised. I mean, it's just the timing wise. He's, he's 68 and he's uh under contract through 2029. Sure. And he could stay, but again, he's he's the longest tenured coach in all of college football. Sure. Yeah. He's been around a long time. He's been an institution and I, I would love to see Bill Parker's defense with an actual real honest to goodness 2024 college football offense to actually complement it. I want to see that. But I just don't know if he can tolerate. I mean, he was just really annoyed. Like, this isn't how we've done things for 25 years. We evaluate in the offseason. It's clear it wasn't his choice. He just, I think he, he probably would have kept Ryan around. He might have even tried to do that. Because I think for him, the excuse was we lost our quarterback and our only two viable receiving options. 
So it's really, it's not Brian's fault that the offense is so terrible. It's just bad luck. You got to soldier on. So I, I don't know. I mean, plus the, the format's changing. There's no Big Ten West after this year. A lot of other teams are coming in. Time for a change is what you're so, saying. I think. I'm not saying it's time for a change. If, if he's willing to accept a real offensive coordinator and to like not get to just control everything, great. I want to see. I want to see Kirk go out on one final tear, build up one one or two more good runs, and I'd be really happy with a real it's offense. McDermott Mac said he's coming back, right? That, that, sure. That and and the transfer era, if they have the a, a good offensive coordinator. You can get some transfers. There could be some talent. They're so bad that it would take such little improvement for Iowa fans to get very excited about it. I mean, the bar would be very low for any new offensive coordinator. Like, if Huey had the 75th best offense in college football, we'd be giddy because that would at least be like a sort of somewhat bad offense. You'd probably be undefeated at this point. Well, not against Penn State. But if Iowa had the 75th best offense, it would have been enough to beat Minnesota. would have been enough to win the Big Ten last year. Um, instead of this trash that they You would have had a, a better chance against Penn State. It would have been closer. So that's what I want. I mean, I think that's been my thing all along. I want a real offense grafted onto the great defense and special teams. It doesn't even have to be a great one. I just want a real, functional, honest-to-goodness college football offense, somebody that actually knows what they're doing. Um, that's on the table, and if Kirk's not willing to accept that, then okay. You know, he retires a few years earlier than he might otherwise. And we see what's next. I mean, I think this is going to be, I, th- I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to say, you know what? You're not going to let me hire some 80 year old guy that'll do what I want. Well, you know what? I, you know, I don't want to start over. I don't want to deal with all this new stuff. Well, I don't deal with if, offenses. if you're him, why wouldn't you just retire? Like well, they're firing uh, exactly. my son. I've accomplished basically anything I could at this school. I'm old. Like just, I, I got Especially money. if they win the big 10 West, like go out as, as much on top as you're likely to ever get. So I, I think this is probably it. I mean, he, he did not answer any questions about his status after this year. Well, unless he wants to go for other records, like he's it's not going to pass record, Paterno. I, he's not going to pass Paterno. No, it's there's a couple of people he can pass. I don't remember. I don't remember which it is. I don't know if it's Woody Hayes. I don't know if it's Bo Schembechler. One of these old guys that would have been like a legend when he was coming up as a coach. He could pass them for Big Ten wins, I think. Um, I don't know if it's 200. There are some milestones you could stick around if you really wanted to. He's and at 192. He He's at 192. Yeah, yeah there right? it is. So he could hit 200 wins. Um, you know, he won't hit that this year, but he could hit it next year. Very, very likely. So we'll see if he wants to just build over, if he can tolerate the kind of scrutiny he's likely to get going forward. Because I don't think Beth Getz is going to rubber stamp whatever he does. He I think say, you're right. I don't think he'll be able to pick the coordinator. I think it will be. They'll do a the search. Message. They'll hire a you know searching committee or whatever, and they'll find somebody. Yeah, I think so. They're like, we're going to find somebody that can actually yeah. do something, and yeah. we want them to have a lot more control. Which is what, what, the, that. what should happen. I think that I think like what you're saying. I think that's what should happen. And I'd like to see one last tear before, but we'll see. And if he can't tolerate that, then that's fine. You know what? Whatever. That's fair enough. You don't want to deal with it. You're old. You've been here a long time, and that's fine. You know, the end for Kirk's coming, you know, if it's not this year, in five years. And if he doesn't want to change or get a real offense quarter, I mean, like, Nick Saban at Alabama did this. Like, you know, he's like, I, I had to accept that we have to score more points. We have to have a better offense. I, I like the defense ball control thing, but I have to have a real offense. I, it's just I can't completely do things the way I used to anymore. And he adapted, much as he didn't like it. He's an old-school dude as well. So – to me, it's a it's a win win in that sense. If Kirk's not willing to tolerate having a real offensive coordinator that actually gets to have some control, then he has to then he retires. Okay, and if he accepts it, great. That's the best case scenario because I like everything else. 
So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. I mean, we're, we're headed to a very exciting offseason. Um, and I'm happy. And yes, everybody knows I was, there's hope for, for transfers, for recruits. Hey, we're, we're not going to keep doing this. We are going to try different stuff. There is yeah, hope. And, and maybe leave. that's, maybe, yeah, maybe that's another reason to make this announcement is like, you got recruits visiting, you got people you want, and they're like, really, is this the offense you're going to put together next year? And they have to say, no, it's not, it's going to be different. Like, yeah, don't like, leave, like I say, don't transfer out of the program or high school students, like, come here. We're going to get a new op. You're not going to see this next year. So, I yeah, think I think there, there's a lot. So, I, I, I'm, st- I'm stoked by it. I mean, yeah, fine. Maybe somebody, maybe should have been straight up fired, but I think she wanted to respect Kirk's wishes to let him play out the season or that was a compromise position, whatever. It doesn't matter. I was offense is bad and it's going to be bad for the rest of 2023. But now I get to kind of relax because, you know what? Maybe Iowa slops their way to a Big Ten West Championships. Maybe they don't. But I get just a little bit of optimism I didn't get before. But you just got to beat Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, and Nebraska. Uh, that's like, going to be uh, that, that, well, and Minnesota needs to lose. But I do, I do. They think will. We'll get that. I mean, they will. As they need to lose, they're going to lose to Ohio State. Like it's happening. But let's try to sort out <clears> this Big Ten West. So I, we'll, we'll talk about the games a little bit. But these, this, this is just such a mishmash of games. So Nebraska is only a three-point favorite at Michigan State. Your Gophers are only a two-point favorite hosting at Illinois. Home. Correct, hosting. Iowa at Wrigley Field, only five-point favorites over a bad Northwestern team. A what? Sorry, say that again. A what Northwestern team? A bad Northwestern team. But Iowa's a bad team, too. I, whatever. I mean, if you're, you're trying to, to catch me in something. Northwestern, no, let's just don't talk, don't talk bad about my Wildcats, Ben. Well, I, I, I guess, you know, it makes the Minnesota loss look not as bad, you know, if they've now gotten to four wins. Um, I mean, those are the games we're talking about. Wisconsin's nine and a half point favorites over Indiana. Ohio State's going to beat Rutgers. Penn State's going to beat Maryland, and Purdue's going to lose to Michigan. Okay, and the the yeah. sign stealing story just keeps getting more bizarre. I don't know if you saw the uh, well, Central Michigan Michigan State thing. Well, yeah, and now there's apparently there was an extension rescinded, which he's saying didn't happen because of all this. So yeah, I mean. The, so, what there was like a, a staffer that was on the field or something like that for Central Michigan. He was dressed up in Central Michigan clothes. So right. Central Michigan played at Michigan State, and he was dressed in like Central Michigan. Apparently, allegedly, although like Central Michigan hasn't come out and said this is actually you know Eric Lane, our assistant, whatever coach. Like it'd be very easy to clarify if this guy was on Central Michigan's coaching staff somewhere. Right. It looks like the dude he's dressed and wearing sunglasses at night. Um, what is uh that musician? I don't know the, who did the sunglasses tonight. It's on Corey something or other. I think. Um, so it's like it just I wear keeps, my sunglasses yeah. at night. It's like okay, this is not like golden earring or something like that. No, this is what Corey the Hart. Want. Corey Hart. Yeah. Corey Hart. See, there we go. That was a cover. Something. That's not the original. I, I think it is. Correct me. Let's Corey Hart. Not. It's not one of the Corey actors that you're thinking of. I think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Corey Hart. Anyway, like Corey Hart, sunglasses at night. Anyway, what a bizarre story, but it doesn't matter. Michigan's still going to just steamroll Purdue, who, uh, yeah, is not going to hit the over. At least get that. I'm going to get that bet correct. Um, but how, okay. I, I have, I, I promise you, I have zero judgment because I really don't know with any certainty. From seven to one, rank the Big Ten West. What's the worst team in the Big Ten West? And then work your way to the best. How would you sort this, Bess? 
I guess I would just go conference record. Uh, well, okay. Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. So you've got Wisconsin at number one. I think so, although, I mean, just they played well against Ohio State. It was tied for a minute, right? Wasn't it 10 to 10? 10 to 10 at half, and then Wisconsin yeah. couldn't score again. I mean, that's a pretty good showing against Ohio State. Uh, but your Hawkeyes did beat them, right? Sure. And lost to Minnesota, not by yeah. much, but they lost to Minnesota. Minnesota beat Nebraska, not by much. Minnesota lost to Northwestern, not by much. Uh the Northwestern I'm, loss is the one that really hurts the Gophers. Like that, every year the Gophers have this like one loss, or it's like, what the hell? Why would you lose that game? Well, yeah, the Gophers would be very much in control if they hadn't lost to Northwestern. Yeah, be four they're and four one. one. Yeah, and they have. They basically could lose one. They could lose to Ohio State and then have a chance. Although it seems unlikely that the Gophers went out outside of Ohio State. They could, but it's, sure. it's such a mess. I because it's tough. But the gap to me between Illinois, you put Illinois or Purdue at the bottom. And whichever team at the top is just so negligible. Iowa was in a dogfight with Purdue and barely eked out. Just thanks to but Purdue they've turnovers. lost three in a row. No, I, that's fine. But I'm just saying the gap is just net. As this just, I mean, no Nebraska's coming. Nebraska's coming on. I don't. Maybe I have them too low. Well, well, I mean, if I were ranking them, I'd probably go Wisconsin, Nebraska. I'd give Minnesota the slight edge over Iowa, although they're almost like they're very similar. They overall. And the gap, though, I mean, between any of these teams, they're all – I mean, Nebraska is only two-point favorites at Michigan State, who's awful. I mean, this Michigan State squad is 0-5 in the Big Ten. They are terrible, and Nebraska's only two-point favorites. They've been competitive. I mean, they were competitive against the Gophers. Like, uh, they just wore them down. Sure. But, but I don't think the Gophers are that great. Compet- they me- were competitive against Iowa if it hadn't been for DeGene. Right, but these are not good teams. I don't think I don't look at Iowa and Minnesota as great teams. Like being no, no, competitive no, but I'm against just saying, like, like you mediocre to bad teams doesn't beating up on Michigan Michigan State's like a you know easy thing. It's not. I think they're a pretty competitive team. Well, I think I don't know. They're 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 two and six. I think they're pretty bad. Uh, I just think those teams that we we're talking about, they're playing against are also just somewhat less bad. So them being in a, in a dog fight, I don't know. Doesn't, it doesn't impress me. I don't know anyway, but if your point is that Michigan state and Nebraska are that close, then okay. It's rough. I just look at this mess and I have no idea. Like I have to shrug uh, the rest of the way, how it's going to play out. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, five points is such a small spread for Iowa. Two points is even smaller. Against Illinois for the Gophers. At home. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's basically a pick roughly, very close. Right. Or they think Illinois is maybe the tiniest smidge better. It's a coin flip. You're you're in a coin flip game against the three and five Illinois. And Iowa will be too. I'm, I'm not saying this. I am talking trash about the Gophers, but I'm also talking trash about Iowa because they're they're both not great teams. Um. Because I I will I think maybe barely be favored by a little uh, against Illinois. I mean it's probably something somewhere like a two point favorite. Um, this is brutal. I don't know what to make of this Big Ten West. What a what a glorious way for the Big Ten to go out. Yeah, I'm so glad that this slot. I mean, if you like aesthetically pleasing football, the Big Ten West just is not for you. But if you like low scoring, back and forth, tedious slot fest that could go either way, this is the conference for you. Because these are all going to be close, low-scoring, nasty games. 
Um, yeah, Iowa, the Iowa Northwestern game, the over under is under 30, or at least it was 29 and a half, which is just astounding. A new, a new record low, less than 30 combined points. I'm seeing is, 31 on ESPN right now. Okay, then it, then it moved up. I think it opened at 29. When the Ferentz news broke. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe it got everybody all excited. But, um, I mean, so of these games, what's the, what's the game of the week? I mean, Illinois. There Minnesota. really isn't any good games. Uh, That's true. Like, I mean, I'm not saying they won't be close, but there's not like a game you're circling like, ooh, can't wait to see what happens in that one. Uh, yeah, that's probably the the most competitive. It does have, you know, ramifications, obviously. If the Gophers lose, sure. they're done. They're cooked. So it's a, well, a yeah, must-win game for them. Any Big Ten West game between two teams has got potentially really deep ramifications because yeah. everybody's got at least two losses now. And, you know, maybe, maybe Wisconsin the Penn, wins Penn State, Maryland, if we're just going all Big Ten. But Maryland has looked really bad lately. They have. I mean, they yeah, they lost yeah. To, to Northwestern. Thought that would be they'd get to win number six, but boy, does that under. I'm just telling you, I think Northwestern's better than than their record would suggest. I mean, also they're also they're, four and four, so yeah, like, they're 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 less bad. They're less yeah. bad than we thought they would be. That's for sure. And I think also the teams they've been playing are just less good. I mean, it's like if Iowa had an offense, Iowa would be probably ten point favorites, but they have quite literally the worst offense in college football. I mean, that's not even just exaggerate. I mean, they are just awful in every every respect. Uh, so it's like, for Iowa to even be favored without a functional offense is itself kind of amazing. When you look at that, like, if it wasn't my team, I could maybe just kind of enjoy the absurdity of it all, but it's just infuriating. But less infuriating now. So now I get to sit back and just enjoy the slop fest. Whatever will be, will be. Say la vie. So let's um, p- let's pick some games. Let's pick okay. some games. Okay. Uh, um, should we just go go schedule wise, like throughout the yeah, day, like we've let's been doing? Do it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, Ohio State's beating Rutgers too. Do you see yeah. anything wrong with that? No, they're what twenty point favorites, eighteen point favorites, eighteen and a half point favorites. Yeah. Yep. And then we got Wisconsin and Indiana. I'd like for Indiana Was- to win, but I would I- too. I mean, that that might be a game to watch just to root for Indiana. But yeah, Wisconsin. Indiana gave a great game to Penn State. I guess we should point out that was a uh, also very very tight. It was tied late. They, I mean, it was Indiana was very much in the game until Penn State got a late touchdown and then a safety to to make it look a little little better. But Indiana was competitive, so maybe Indiana pulls a big upset. That'd be great. I'd be happy to see that. Um, Indiana that has not won a Big Ten game yet. Just like Michigan State, zero yeah. Big Ten wins for those teams. Um, but I, I think Wisconsin's going to win. It'll be yeah. gross, but I think they get worn down. Um, I don't know if Mordecai's back yet. I don't know. Did Braylon Allen get hurt? Is he, like, hurt, hurt? He left I, the game, right? I, he's been kind of in and out. He's kind of been that way all season. He's kind of playing with something. I don't know the extent of it. He's kind of in and out of the Iowa game. He was like in street clothes, I thought, for a while. Oh, was he? I see. That's how yeah. little attention I, I paid. It was nice taking a break from like keying in on everything that's yeah. happening. Leg injury in the first half. Well, that hurts. Uh, he was in street clothes. Didn't have any up- updates after the game. I I guess I don't see anything about his status. Okay. Uh, you know, if it's a season-ending thing, I I don't know. Well, either way, I think Wisconsin wins. Braylon Allen or no, it doesn't change my. I mean, 
chance right. of being upset yeah. go goes up with him out there. But Indiana is still pretty bad. You know, last week notwithstanding. But here we go. Nebraska at Michigan State. You're just you're telling me I'm being too harsh on Michigan State. Is Michigan State going to pull the upset over Nebraska? I wouldn't good? be surprised. Uh, I'm not going to pick it, but I would not be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on Nebraska, especially not to cover the three points. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I'll go ahead and go a step further. I'm gonna. I'm gonna predict a Michigan State upset. You know, I I think Nebraska's due for just a horrible turnover game. Michigan State, I mean, it was brutal. The first half, they seemed like just totally incapable of moving the football. And really the second half, like they would maybe chuck one pass deep and they'd get like a 30-yard completion. Well, they're they like anything else. third-string quarterback too, right, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was always neck and neck. None of them are really particularly good. That's not like they had anybody who's done outstanding. But, yeah, I mean, I think they've gone from Hauser to Noah Kim, I think, is the dude. No, he wasn't playing on okay. Saturday. It was a okay. different guy. But Oh, so he's out with an injury, or is that just related to uh, him? I don't losing? know. Yeah, Noah Kim was the starting quarterback before, but uh, Hauser was the quarterback against the Gophers. And boy, did uh, they struggle. I said it was like they either yeah. got like one, one third deep contested catch. And then they, catch they put in that it. Sam Levitt guy, too. Oh, so okay. They played a second guy. Uh, I'm not sure if it was injury or just a bad play. But, uh, okay. yeah, I, I, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with you. I wasn't going to be bold enough to call the upset, but. I will. I think, I don't know. I think Michigan State's going to get just a little bit of good news. And plus, I just want to root against Nebraska. I mean, I always, I, I, you know, they're, they're getting, the ego's getting inflated now. They're talking themselves into a Big Ten West title. And I, are, I think that, yeah. that, that bubble needs to get popped. Well, what's, so what's their schedule look like? Let's they pull still that have, up. They still have Iowa. They still have Wisconsin. Right. Um, Did they have a, a, any of the other tough ones? No. I mean, no, they, they already Maryland, got smoked Michigan by State. Michigan. Yeah. So they, they finished the season with two tough games. Well, three three tough games. So Yeah, this I mean, would there, be a bad one to lose. Scenario they lose four straight, but <clears throat> they won three straight. Um hmm. interesting. Well, yeah, they beat the, the probably the, the three worst teams, quote unquote, yeah. in the Big Ten West. That's but, true. That's true. Um they struggled with Northwestern. This it wasn't was the like they easy, dominated. Easy part of their schedule, yeah. So we'll see. But if they lose this one, it's tough. Because then it's tough to talk yourself into Nebraska winning the last three. And if at that right. point, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be out. I think you can maybe win it with three losses. Like, I think there's actually probably what's going to happen is the Big Ten West Champions yeah. will have three losses. But um, four, you're going to be out. So, all right. Penn State, Maryland, are you have you are we back to remembering the Ohio that's State, Maryland? Close. I think that's closer than nine and a half points. Uh, but I think Penn State probably still wins. Okay. I so I so, would bet Maryland with the points. Oh sure, it's a good spot. And Penn State has uh, Michigan next week, so it's another really big one. That trap they have game. Have. So trap game. Maybe so maybe they look past Maryland a little bit. I mean that's interesting. You want the points. You want the cover. Um. I think Penn State's going to do just fine. I think Maryland's in okay. free fall, so we'll see. Right. But but we both think Penn State's going to win. All right, so let's let's do. Yeah, well, what do you want? Your Gophers first or my Hawkeyes? Which one do you want to do first? Let's do the Gophers is the two thirty game. They, yeah, Big Ten Network. Oh yeah, yeah they bo- both are. 
Uh, yeah, let's see who go first. Two point two point favorites at home against the one and four Big Ten record Illinois. Are they still the Fighting Illini? Or are they just the Illini? I mean, they're fighting badly. I don't okay. know. I mean, that you know, if you're if you're saying Wisconsin losing by two touchdowns, Ohio State is competitive. Then Illinois only losing by thirteen to Nebraska is competitive. Illinois was competitive against Wisconsin, gave really had a share to win that game before they squandered it. So I mean, they're okay. They they have they maybe have the least bad offense, which isn't saying much because there's just abysmal offenses all over the place in the Big Ten West. But there's this maybe slightly less terrible. They did beat Maryland, right? Yeah. So that's their one Big Ten win. I mean, they have I, almost the exact same. Quarterbacks Altmeyer and and Kaliak Manis have basically the same QBR. They've thrown for I think both ten touchdowns and both nine interceptions. Their yardage is pretty similar. So both terrible quarterbacks, I guess, is what I'm saying. Wasn't Altmeyer though like the 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 king of the shit pile? Didn't we have him at the top of QBR at one point a few weeks ago? Not that it was great, but wasn't he like 80th yeah, or he, something? He yeah he is yeah. Um, I think the Gophers win. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's gonna be a what's the over under on that? It's gonna be like three. Yeah, I I would bet the under on that game. It's gonna be a low scoring. I don't think Kaliak Manis throws it more than fifteen times. Okay. It's just gonna be run, 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 and run. I and I think the Gophers can overpower teams. I think they found a bit of a identity in that. Okay. And their defense has played well. Their defense played better, a lot better than they have than they started. Well, you've played season. two really bad offenses, but fair enough. If that's the, if you're talking yourself into the Gophers' defense, maybe you know we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I mean Iowa and Michigan State aren't exactly offensive powerhouses, so no. Iowa was literally the worst offense in college football, yeah. and then Michigan State's I don't know 100th or something. I mean on their third string quarterback. You're right. Yeah, it's it, but it's fine. This will be a good. Illinois is not exactly an offensive powerhouse either, so no, it, it's going to be gross. I mean, this looks. Uh, if you look at the over/under, it's going to be like a you know a 21, you know 17, 24, 21 kind of game is what it, it would suggest that that score is. Um, I'm just because I want to be a hater. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Illinois. I think you know I think it's time for the Gophers to. I mean, Calic man, there, there's some some turnovers that didn't burn the Gophers so badly against Michigan State uh, early on. Could have been a lot worse if Michigan State had a better offense. I think they could have. They hurt the Gophers, so I think the turnover is going to rear, rear their ugly head, and Illinois is going to eke out a game against the Big Ten West team. And if not, the Illinois under is is officially a go. This will be their sixth loss, so they. I, I will say Daniel Jackson has looked very good. He's he's been kind of a standout for the sure. Gophers he, as a receiver. The, the standout, otherwise, yeah, the old, really the only threat. But no, he gets the ball a ton. He's coming as he on. Should. Yeah. So Span Ford has not been the, the powerhouse, no, but basically uh, done nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, at Wrigley Field, no less, uh, in Chicago, Iowa, five point favorites over Northwestern. You're, is the is the are Iowa going to be galvanized by the news about Brian Ferentz? They going to be dejected? What what impact does this have on how Iowa plays against Northwestern? Boy, I if they had fired him, I would say yes. There's going to be a bump. They'll get a new person in. The fact that he's a lame duck 
knows he's not coming back, has no real incentive to do anything. I think he cares about his dad. I think this is where the family ties is like he, he's going to want to try it. But. So try harder than he had, was before? I think he's not going to tank. I think he's going to try as hard as he was before. Whatever, whatever, was, whatever he thought he was try was he trying before? Do we know that? I think he was trying before. I think he's just that bad. I think that was his attempt to do. I, I would. I would feel better if he was just like stoned the whole time and forgot he was. Oh wait, I'm actually coaching this. You know, the fact that he was really giving it his all bums me out a bit. To be honest with you, it's bummed me out quite a bit too, Eric. <laughs> We're I, it's that's two of us that are bummed. I out. would rather him just be some slacker son who's like, yeah, I don't give. Fuck about football. I'm just here because my dad. That'd be way more interesting. Yeah. That'd be way more interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at like, so like Northwestern's quarterback has like 926 passing yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Not great at all. And he started every game, right? I don't know if he started the first game or not, but it's just way better than Iowa's got. I'm, I'm looking at this like, you can go down like the and then just see which quarterbacks throw the most passing yards. That's like Noah Kim's throwing ten ninety. I mean, I it's just depressing. Iowa doesn't have a guy that after eight games hasn't been able to throw more than nine hundred and twenty six yards. I mean, nine hundred twenty six well, yards. He is, smoked the Gophers. That guy he threw for like four hundred yards against the Gophers. So then that's even that's even yeah. more depressing. Iowa doesn't have a. I mean, if you can, you can combine Kate McNamara and Deacon Hill, and it doesn't equal 926 yards. It's so depressing um, to see that. I, I don't see how Iowa can lose. I mean, they can. There's all sorts of ways they could lose, but boy, do they desperately need this game. There's just it. If Kirk is really trying and he's not just playing out the strain, I guess that's a possibility. If he's like, you know what, I've had enough of this. I, I, I hated the, the toxic questioning. I hated the, the being second guess, guessing. I hate that I can't do things my way anymore. Maybe they play at the string and they go 0-4 and, and it ends badly. But if, you, if you're under the assumption that they're really, really trying and they really, Kirk wants to go be a, play out this season, whether it's his last or not, as, as well as he possibly can, Iowa's got to have this win. They can yes. lose once more. I think, and still have a shot. It depends on who the loss is to. I mean, losing to, I don't think Iowa can lose to Nebraska and still win the Big Ten West, but Iowa can lose to Rutgers. Iowa could lose to Illinois. Well, they could lose to Northwestern, but once you lose to Northwestern, then it's just the margin for error is gone. And, you know, you've got better teams on the schedule coming up. Well, and if you win out, you're more like, more than likely the Big Ten West. All they need is one go for loss. The only thing Iowa needs to control their fate, which will happen. I mean, that will happen. Right. So Iowa functionally controls. So they just can't, uh, you know, ride the good vibes. Iowa fans and they've, says, had a, they've had a week, right? This off the bye. Theoretically, they've had extra time. Get healthy to do whatever. Yeah. Uh, defense is going to just come out. I think right. we're in. And Iowa Maybe wins something I'll, like. Iowa wins the game. You're right. 20 to, you know, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be like 20 to 14 or something like that. Or 17 to 13. <laughs> Out some awful again. Sure, fine. That's fine. Something like that. And it's just enough to win. And then we're just all, well, if the Gophers lose today or Saturday, then, hey, there will be no more mystery about whether Iowa controls their own fate. Um, if not, we'll be just cheering for Ohio State next year. But this is one of the last two road games, and it's going to be pretty neutral. Plenty of Iowa fans in the Chicago yeah. area. It's not like uh, this is – 
Well, this is the, close the to travel us. well. What a great trip for Iowa fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three, uh, if you're in Iowa City, it's like three and a half hours. It's a pretty fun weekend, really. And everybody, the vibes are going to be happy. I don't want Iowa to spoil them. But, uh, you know, it, it's possible that Kirk isn't really trying and they coast and it goes bad. We'll see. But I'm just, I just don't want to contemplate Iowa losing. I, I'm wanting, I think this is Kirk's last season. I'd like them to go out with the Big Ten West Championship. Or at least, you know, nine and three and, you know, some Florida Bowl to commemorate Kirk's, you know, all all in all, pretty excellent career, given that this is Iowa and they're not stacked with talent year in and year out. So it'll be an interesting week of football. Not a lot of sexy matchups, but everybody, thanks for listening. Well, I just wanted to oh. say one, one thing. Oh. I, I tweeted this at you. I thought it was really funny. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but in the World Series game, in I think it was in Texas. No, it might have been. In, it was Arizona. This is the Diamondbacks yep. uh, are playing uh, the Rangers. But behind the the pitch behind the catcher, there was a guy who wore a he had a Hawkeye shirt on. It must have been an Iowa dude sitting right behind the catcher, and he pulled up a sign that said. Uh, or was it was not, not, it was not a fair catch. Yes, obviously, that's what he said. It was not a fair catch. And I just thought that was really funny. That so salty that he traveled to a World Series game in Arizona. He lives in Arizona. This guy's been all oh, over the news. you tracked him down? Okay. Oh, no, right. no. It's on Twitter. Keith Murphy, a local sports guy, tracked him down, talked to him. He's gotten little stories. He's gotten a bunch of attention. Iowa media doesn't have that much to talk about. He, again, guy who's lived in Iowa fan, I think he went to Central College. Obviously, he must have paid a lot of money for those seats. Very primo seats to be behind home plate, the World Series. So yeah, he lives there. He didn't travel there, but so otherwise. salty that he brought he brought his saltiness to the World Series. Well, I, I don't know. I'm I'm you know I the silver lining with that getting called back is that now we know Brian's done. It's gonna be over. It's official. Just going through the rest of the season. We're done. We're done after this with the Brian Ferentz offensive coordinator. So. For example, we didn't predict the Michigan-Purdue uh, game, by the way, because there's no point. Oh, well, Michigan's yeah, 30-point favorites. Yeah, that's done. And Michigan's going to win. Uh, maybe you want the points. Maybe. That's the, fo- the fallout boy game, too. So. For, yeah, like maybe Purdue keeps it within four touchdowns. Okay, I, you know, I'm not – no thanks, not interested. That's going to be a brutal one um, for the Boilermakers. But, uh, excitement on the horizon, Hawkeye fans. Thank you, former Minnesota Interim Athletic Director, Beth Getz. Have the cojones to do with Gary Barton and cleaning up his mess. This is wonderful. Thanks, everybody. Yep, Sky Yuma, roll the boat, go Govers.